the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 180, recorded May 25th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half in unknown parts is? Unknown parts. So that's me, Michael Diaz. <laughs> I'm the one. Everyone knows where I am. I'm in Michigan. Yeah, I'm in a in a bunker. Uh, <laughs> finally moved down here to South Carolina. So we missed last week again. So I apologize, but it's, it was a crazy week. But now... Um, we are moved in. It's been a crazy week, well, month and a half, really. But uh, I'm in a, I'm in a closet right now, <laughs> recording. Come out of the closet, Joe. Well, it is June coming up, right? Um. Anyways, Joe's gonna be very surprised. <laughs> you might be surprised. I might be surprised. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but there's no echo in here, so it works out pretty well. Well, there you go. The new. I, I wanted to put a red light outside. <laughs> on air, get an on air light. Yeah, an on air light. Um, see if they sell those on Amazon. I'm sure they do somewhere. Right. But uh, how you been, man? It's been a while. I, I know. Uh, well, hopefully we get back on uh, on a good schedule now that we have are here and set up, and I can I can go and um, keep this thing going. But uh, I heard you got a frost advisory up there last night, according to my phone. You know what? This is what I love about Michigan. It's going to be, so yes, last night, well, wait, tonight's Thursday night, yeah. last night as well, frost advisory, <laughs> not less than five days later, it's going to be 89 degrees. Yeah, so, I saw, I checked that, yeah. That's, that's Michigan for you, a 50 to 60 point degree swing Yeah, in less than a week. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, that's happened, you know. We're going to talk later on. Uh, it's kind of a Marvel catch-up episode. I finally watched uh, Quantumania and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So we are late to the party, but you know what? That's okay. Everybody said their things. Maybe there's people that haven't seen things uh, since, you know, lately because Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was um, basically released on Disney Plus within the last week or so, I think. Yes. So maybe the streamers will come in and listen to that. And um you know, a little behind on Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I, uh, but that's okay. It's that's still okay. doing well. It's still doing very well. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, we've got some news. And uh, Michael, you put most of the news in here. Um, so why don't you lead us through it? Well, first and foremost, uh, Denzel's favorite acting child, <laughs> the star of Tenet, is now also the star of a movie called The Creator, which really gives me uh terminator vibes what about you joe okay so i don't know anything about this until you sent me the trailer and i thought the trailer was fucking amazing right um i it looks what's what's interesting to me is it looks like a um well it's obviously a sci-fi but it it looks original i get shades of blade runner to me well okay because I mean, it's 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 almost like saving a human but he was killing basically androids but now 
but he, he, you know, his, the, what's her name? We don't know for it. She's an Android or the whole thing was, he didn't know if she was an Android or he doesn't know if he's an Android or not. It's the kind of the subtext of, right. of Blade Runner. But, um, so I kind of get little shades of both, right? It's like Terminator meets, meets uh, Blade Runner, but not quite as it's, it's a different, AI. yeah, it meets a, it's a, um, it's not quite as uh, the cinematography is completely different than Blade Runner, so it's not picking that up. Um, right. So I don't mean it in that 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 form, um, but it looks great. I'm it's it's a movie I'm looking forward to that I never thought I would until you showed me that preview. Well, I'd heard about this during what like CinemaCon or whenever that is, whenever you know the major studios bring all the theater chain owners in. Yep, that was a couple weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago. Yeah. And this trailer got a lot of buzz then. Um, so when it dropped last week, I was like, or was it earlier this week? Whatever. When it dropped, I was like, I want to see this. I've heard nothing but good things. A lot of good buzz. Did it yeah. say Did it say the director of Andor? Not Andor. I mean, of Rogue One? Yeah. Which yeah. director? Not Tony Gilroy. Uh, it's... Uh, it's Gareth, Gareth Edwards, Edwards yeah. did this? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Who, you know, he did a film years ago, I believe it was called, was it called Monster? Or some Monsters? I don't know. I'm not uh, Yeah, Monsters. It says, I'm, I'm, I just pulled up his wiki page. So, yes. Yeah. So, that's kind of where he got his claim to fame, where it was low budget. Uh, I think in the future, something's happened where basically there are kaiju now on the on the planet Earth and someone's daughter, like the president's daughter or something plane goes down in Mexico and they had to go where the monsters are to get her out. So kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, escape from New York, but with monsters, Kaiju. So he, he's, I mean, obviously rogue one, we love Um, obviously there's some, you know, talk how much of that, was done in post like how much of it was edited how much of it was tony gilroy like there's all those there's, questions. There, there's rules for that though true true and gareth got the director credit okay yeah. so but all that to say this looks fan freaking tastic and like you said there, there's shades of terminator here especially with the the AI, the ai that was supposed to protect us nuked la well okay so just la whereas in terminator it nuked you know started world war three right um but then you know a little bit like uh, the movie ai because here you have an android that is being protected by a, a human well ai really wasn't a human in there was it that was more like the blade runner right so all that to say i also oh it also looks a little bit much like uh the guy I know he's not involved, but the guy that did um, District 9. Oh, really? The old Blomkamp? Yeah. He's part of this? He's not part of this, but the so the AI soldiers, the robot soldiers, looked like stuff that showed up in his other movies, like yeah. uh, uh, Elysium. Yep. And what was that third movie he did? Uh, it was a actually, robot movie. Yeah, I actually liked it. I did too. Uh, Jack, uh, oh my God, it's, uh, it's like... It's a person's name, like not Jackie, but something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's basically the kind of like a reworking a Short South circuit. African working of sort circuit, Short yes. circuit, yeah. Which Jack, I actually like uh, that movie, and I don't. It kind of got you know whatever. I thought it was good. I really liked it. I own it. Yeah, but anyway, it was, 
I, I see shades of that as well. So I like that this is original. It's not, you know, this could have been, you know, a, a, a reboot of Terminator just by the looks of it. I'm glad they didn't go that way. It's its its own story. Yeah. 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 Terminator's done. There's no even reason to bring it back anymore. It's It'll be back. I will. Oh, well, sure. It's an IP. Me. It's an IP, right? Right. But it looks fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go. You keep going. Well, some sad news, if you hadn't heard already, Ray Stevenson, who played Waldstag in the Thor movies, at least the first three, he died, I believe, in the third, uh, also played the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Some people might say that's the best Punisher movie. I've never seen it. It's it's divisive. Let's I'll go right away. The story is not the best, but it's finally the Punisher being violent like the Punisher should be. Is it better than the Netflix show? Um, it's different. No. I okay. The Netflix show is fantastic. There's no question. But they they changed a lot about who the Punisher was. So if you want the most close to comic book version of the Punisher, probably Punisher Max, the adult version. Uh, this is it, Punisher Warzone. Warzone. I mean. It's violent. Can you stream think... that anywhere? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. I don't even know. I think. I do. I own it. <laughs> I'm a Punisher freak. Okay, I've been a Punisher freak since the '80s. All right. And I think everyone knows I'm very liberal. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's not easy or not hard to find out. So I'm not one of those, uh, you know. Trumpers that likes to throw puncher stickers on things and show people I'm so cool. I've loved the character since the eighties and I'm actually bummed. I can't wear my Punisher hat on public anymore. Why? So, yeah. Cause then I don't, I don't want people getting the wrong idea. I don't know. They said, well, I won't get into it, but I mean, why, why let somebody else take away what you like? True. But anyhow, anyways, all that to say, uh, he was also in Rome and now he's going to be Balon in Ahsoka, and he looks badass. One of these orange lightsaber wielding, dark gray Jedi's, whatever they are. Who knows? Yeah. So, and who knows? Maybe he dies in the course of the show, so it's not something you have to worry about. I don't know. Was he in? I don't know if he was in. Was he in Black Sails? Did you watch Black Sails by chance? I think he was. Didn't I? I want to say Blackbeard. I think he was. Blackbeard. He was Blackbeard. Yes, he was. Okay. He was Blackbeard, and then also he was on um, he was Game of Thrones as well. Yes. Yeah, Edward Teach, Blackbeard. I liked that show. I don't know if anybody has watched that. That's an old, Black Sails was good. It's kind of the history of pirates, um, the, the big name pirates. Didn't all happen that way, but they used all the, the folklore in there. It was, was actually a very good show. That's on Stars. They're not paying us, but check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it, it sucks that he's he's gone. He, he's played some really great. He kind of gets lost in his character, Sue, so you don't even know if that's really him, which is what I like about him. Well, I mean, here's a guy, like I said, he, he's he's obviously a Jedi, a dark Jedi or something along those lines. He, he was Mr. Uh, bon Vivant when it comes to Volgstag in the Thor movies, who just yep. loves to eat and drink wine and be merry. But then also plays this dark as hell version of the Punisher. I mean, the guy had range, so yeah. it's it's too bad. It is, and he's young too. So, yeah, I can say that because I'm. He's only nine years older than I am, so right. He was definitely young. 
Um, let's jump to the next one. And I watched it prior to Michael asking me watching it. So, but he did tell me, Michael, give me a list. Watch these before the show. Uh, and it's the flash preview, the final, I don't know if it's the final flash preview, but it's the latest one that dropped yesterday, I believe. I think it's supposed to be the final one. Yeah, it should be. I don't want to see anymore, but damn this, this DC finally figured out how to cut a trailer. Anyways, no I don't. I don't know if it's. They kind of stole a little bit from the kind of the the Marvel in that they picked um, the Pink Floyd song and that trailer is fucking great. Oh yeah, um, just a wonderful trailer and and this thing looks very very good. If not, if it doesn't end up being good, I'll just watch that trailer over and over because that trailer is great. Yeah, all of the trailers have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. It's got me pumped. I want to go see it opening day because I don't want to be spoiled. Well, let's, I'm you not going to spoil You've read the script already. I haven't read the script, but so I do know this. And I'm not going to say it on air. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone else. But there is another surprise cameo. Yeah, the director said something. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to read it, but I know yeah, he said Yeah, the director something. said something in an interview yeah, before the movie came out, which I mean yeah. – I here's the thing, that shit pisses me off. Yeah, wait till the fucking movie comes out, or worse, not worse, but I deal with this all the time because you know everyone wants to get in front of your eyeballs immediately, whether it's Google News, Apple News, whatever yeah. news feed you're looking at. Some ass friend, right? <laughs> well, but also, well, more like, it's like because they know I do a podcast. Like, are you going to talk about the, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy? When I'm like, dude, I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> Well, what I hate is like on Wednesday when the Mandalorian comes out. Right. I'm going to watch it as soon as I get out of work. I'm not waking up at five in the morning to watch the Mandalorian. Some no. people are, and that's fine. But I hate it when by one o'clock in the afternoon, some fucking geek website puts, you know, the Mandalorian likes, you know, cream cheese or something, you know, some stupid spoiler. Right. You know, oh, um, George Lucas appeared on The Mandalorian, you know, something stupid like that, where it's like, you know, that would have been an awesome surprise to watch on the show. Can you give me 24 hours at least? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, so that's the only reason I bring it up. I read what the cameo is. If you if you want to find it, it's out there. It's not hard to find because like Joe said, the director himself mentioned it in an interview. So it's I, out I there. Didn't, I didn't look for it. I just heard it in a, I don't know where I heard it from. It takes like two seconds to find. Yeah. I looked. I yeah. And I don't want to find it. <laughs> That's fine. The problem is now that it's out there, you might hear it even though you don't want to. Well, if I do, then um, it'll be definitely by accident. So, so yeah, I'm only bringing it up so people know it's out there. So I will say this right now, not even having seen the film or looking at the film, but the, just from the, uh, the preview alone. I want a Supergirl movie with this person, with Kara Zor-El, whoever she's playing, whoever that car- character's name is. I'm looking that up on Wikipedia. I want that now. Here's she looks badass. There's no question. I, I just think it's awesome. It just looks fucking cool. She looks great in fighting Zod. Uh, I don't oh, know. She, it, she does. She looks fantastic. The thing it is, looks, it, it's just a very cool take on that character. I well, at least from I mean the past whatever from what i understand they've already cast a hispanic woman to play 
Kara in some re in the in the next movie. The movie that's going to be based off the comic book that um, James Gunn noted when he did the whole uh, the future of DC thing. Did they say it was it her? Or did they give a name? Did they not give a name? I don't know if he said it then, but I thought they had somewhere in the news I had read at some point or heard that they had cast a, a Hispanic woman. The only reason I say it is that is because I James Gunn said that The Flash is one of the best comic movies ever, and he had nothing to do with it. So I thought maybe he took her to do it. I think it's a different woman. I'd have to go look, but I, I'm almost positive they've got someone else, which I can see because we know the Flash is jumping the multiverse. There's at least two Batman in this film. Right. I mean, obviously, Zod is dead in Man of Steel, and here he is. So it's, they're playing with alternate realities, yada, yada, yada. They can have another person be Supergirl. But you're right. The one that we've seen so far in the trailers looks pretty badass. Yeah, but she looks great. Uh, talking about The Flash, I did not watch it because I haven't watched it in a few years, but I did want to note The Flash on the CW has come to an end, and so with it, the Arrowverse is now currently dead. Did they finish, like the the last one was shown or whatever, the season series finale? I believe it was last night. Ah, okay. I, I should and, probably watch that, just watch that. I don't need to know any anything in between, but just watch that episode. Um, I kind of like pretty, to watch that too. Pretty sure the arrow comes back because I did hear that. I don't know if he comes back in this in the very last episode, but I know he shows up this last season. Yeah, maybe I'll just watch the last season. What do you need to know? Everything else in between. It's soap opera. You'll probably figure it all out. Right now, Superman and Lois is still out there, but they revealed in their second season that technically they're in an alternate universe. So I'm not watching it. I can't look at that Superman. I, that's fine. That's fine. But um, the only reason I bring that up is to say that that it, that show is technically not part of the Arrowverse. So as of right now, the Arrowverse is dead. Yeah, CW is going to be dead pretty soon too. Well, it got bought <laughs> by Nexstar, so all Nexstar. It's um, I mean, it's not owned by Warner Brothers anymore. So yeah, they're not going to have. What did that thing start out as? Too it was something else when it first started. I can't. Uh, it started out as two different shows. Um, Channels. I'm talking about the channel. I mean, yeah, two channels. Sorry, sorry, two channels. Uh, UPN. Oh, that's right. It was a Paramount. It was, you know, it was that's where. Yeah, yeah, it was Paramount Network. And then, um, something else. That it's, doesn't matter. Yeah, but it became the CW. Great. Anyway. Uh, well, speaking of Paramount, Michael, what's what's what do you got there next? We're talking about Paramount. Good segue there, Joe. <laughs> The trailer for Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 is out and hints, well, very much hints, at the Lower Decks crossover that's happening this season. Yeah, okay. Yes, I know you don't like Lower Decks. It's just cartoons. It's, I, I, it's, I'm I'm really hoping they don't fuck Strange New Worlds up. Uh, you know, you got Spock is, is hooking up with blonde chicks now. You got too much Kirk in this preview already. <laughs> there uh, is too much Kirk. I'll give you that. And... God damn it. Just don't. I mean, you had a good first season. I think they're just gearing up to get up to, to reboot the, the regular cast in a new show to really. I don't know. I, I, you know it's, I guess it's not, you know, it's just there's not there, maybe it could be great. 
you know, I, I don't want to say they shouldn't reboot things. Why not? No care. How many James Bonds have there been in Batman? Shit, there's a Batman every two years anyways. What the hell's the difference? There have been a lot of Batman, I'll tell you that. So, like, you know, if they do it, maybe they reboot it. But I I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like this is an alternate universe compared to the original series. Um, I mean, I don't know if it is or not. No, it's a prime. So, you know, if they do it and put them together... As the, are they just going to look re reshoot the original series episode for episode, <laughs> you know, for the first, for the first, um, what was it? It was only two seasons, right? Two and a half. Two and a half. So they do that and then maybe they do, they can do some more. But I think, what did they shoot? Like 20 a season back then? It wasn't like now. Oh, back then they shot at least 26 a season. Right. So that would take, that's, you know, 26 would do three years. <laughs> Just about, yeah. I mean, seasons are averaging about, what, 10 episodes, but sometimes they go longer, like maybe 13, 14. So at least two full seasons. Just you to know, do. I don't know if this is uh, this is really going off the rails, but we had Leonard Nimoy in the movies, old old Spock. Mm-hmm. Have they never done, they never brought Kirk, or did Kirk die in the, in the movies that I don't remember? Was it the, the Kirk crossover with Picard movie, yeah. whatever that was? Did Kirk die? He did. Okay. I was wondering why they never did an old Kirk to like a Spock kind of thing, like time travel nonsense. Well, so this is where it gets into my favorite discussion about what's canon and what's not. Okay. Because of William Shatner being William Shatner. And I don't know if you know, but in the 80s, he gained some fame. I thought he gained weight. No, it's not fair. No, God. <laughs> He gained some fame and fortune by becoming an author, and he wrote the Tech Wars uh, the okay. series. But he showed, he demonstrated he was a writer. So then he started writing Star Trek novels, and he literally wrote a book because Kirk dies in, in generations, fucking dies. Okay, I thought Kirk so. Kirk can't stay dead, dead. So he actually wrote a book that takes place after generations called The Return. And it's all about Kirk coming back from the dead. Is he an android too? Uh, I don't think he is a synthetic person. No. Okay. That said, I never read it. But so, uh, does this look good to you? Is it the previews? Are you stoked? I mean, are you you, you all in? Oh yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely in. Uh, I, I I do admit I stand a little bit for Spock and the nurse. Um which is weird because I know that technically they should not be able to get together because well, Scott supposedly or Scott uh, Spock has a wife. Well, didn't they end that at the in season one? I thought they were still going. No, I thought they ended towards the end. Yeah, no, because he's still married to her. No, they're, they're, they're working things out because he's still married to her in the original series. There's a whole episode where he has to fight uh, Kirk to the death. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's still married to her in the, however long, you know, five Maybe, maybe the years. Vulcans have like their own. What's that thing when you leave Amish for a little bit? Rumspringa? You can do that with your marriage? Maybe there's a Vulcan Rumspringa. With Vulcan the, Hall Pass? Right. Or maybe if it's if, if people aren't Vulcan, it doesn't matter. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But no, I think it looks fantastic. I mean. You, okay. As long as they keep the vibe from season one where they kept it very episodic, I liked those standalone episodes. Right. Yes, there are some overarching story and everyone, you know, there's character arcs. I mean, 
Number two is obviously on the ship. Like, you know, she got carted off at the end of season one. Um, I it thought like, Khan left like, too, but she's clearly yeah. on the ship again. It looked like um, Kirk was with uh, Ahura talking. Is that what you think so? Yeah, I, they looked a little bit, you know, cutesy what's going on here. Yeah. They don't mess with that. But, I mean, Kirk and Ahura did kiss on the show, but that was more, that was. Right. I won't go into all that. But anyway, all that to say. I think it looks fantastic. Um, you know, season one was so good. As long as they keep that same vibe, I'm all for it. I like Lower Decks, even though I admit I'm far behind and like a full season and a half behind on that show. But it would I am interested in seeing how it works with the crossover. I know you have no interest, but... Well, I do not want to watch all of them to catch up to that crossover. <laughs> I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to. All right. It's obviously going to be some kind of time thing or, you know, wormhole that goes through time or something like that because the Cerritos takes place, you know, they're on a ship well after next gen. So this is an 80 year or so, 80, 90 year jump for them. So there's going to be some time tomfoolery. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but there is a real book that came out. Is that what I saw? Yes. Uh, we'll talk about it more like Joe said, but in the movie, Scott Lang is pimping his book, Look Out for the Little Guy, his biography, which Marvel has actually released. And there's a trailer for it with, of course, Scott Lang himself or really Paul Rudd, where <laughs> they wrote a book. Paul Rudd didn't actually write it. GPT did? Maybe. But they put out a whole book, and I uh, i have to admit, I'm somewhat curious, but I'm not going to pay for that. <laughs> how well, how much was it? I don't know. It's a hardcover book. It's probably got to be at least 25 30 bucks. You think? I don't know. I, I can look on Amazon right now. I am too. Kindle, $13.99. Okay. Ken, I'm still, no. It's written by Scott Lang. Exactly. Look, that is who they, I'm looking at Amazon as well. Uh. That's funny. It's. I, I want to read this now. I don't know. I've got such a stack of books I got to read. Well, that's why you kindle it. It's not in the stack. <laughs> when you're when you're on vacation somewhere, you're like, oh, this I forgot this was on here. I've probably got close to a hundred books on my Kindle. I've yet to read, not including the physical books in my house. I have too many books. Here's a quote: introduces the man behind the hero and the hero I call friend, Bruce Banner. <laughs> don't get me wrong it sounds hilarious it's perfect I, i'm half tempted to check it out just because i think it's going to be funny but i think i'll wait till it comes out and hear what people say and if it's worth my time if it's a tongue-in-cheek you know whatever i might take a read it's great when you do this um you know, about the author. Scott Lang is a scientist and inventor with a master's degree in electrical engineering. He's been an ice cream scooper, a corporate whistleblower, a consultant for the Pim Van Dyne Foundation, and an inventor. He lives in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's fantastic. I won't buy it, but <laughs> once I hear the reviews, I might go and read it. We'll see. Ah, the reviews. This is a this is a fun read. Like this is all comics. It's thir it's half off on Kindle. It's thirteen ninety nine. Okay, so that means it's like twenty eight dollars in hard hardcover. 
twenty twenty six ninety nine printless price. Okay, I'm not paying that for a joke. No, unless it could be good though. It could be. Thank you, Kent County Library System. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the last one. Um, this is really upsetting. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is getting. They had early screenings in Cannes, I think, and uh, reviews are very bad. You know, Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like the now the only people that are reviewing it so far are Rotten critics. Tomatoes are the yeah. critics. Right. Last I checked was fifty percent. That's not great. No, no, and it looks like you know they've gone the route of. Um, Oh, this is the wrong. It's it's. Uh, I don't want to say woke. That's not the word I want to use. But it's basically what 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 they did with Star Wars, and it's casting aside the 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 beloved characters for new characters first, instead of maybe passing the baton. Uh, you know, over. See now, you know me. I love my spoilers. So I went on Reddit and I read some guy had posted, I've seen it. Ask me anything. (laughs) And all I'm trying to say is, according to this random person on Reddit, that could be full of shit. It's not really a passing baton. The person that saw it, he actually loved it. Okay. So this is the perfect send off. Right. Well, that's good to hear. A lot of people on the indie board subreddit are very positive and saying, "Yes, this is it's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull." You know, well, that's not a negative. That's not that is not a high bar. That is correct. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Raiders is fantastic. I fully admit, I'm one of the few that prefer Doom to Crusade. For me, they go in the order of release. One, two, three, four. That, but that's me. I uh, well, know. I like, I like, uh, the, the, well, obviously the first one's the best one. Um, and then I like, uh, the, the crusades and then I, I like the second one better. You know what I mean? I'm a one, three, two. See, I'm a straight one, two, three, which I realize is not the norm. But, All right. Um, and I think everyone agrees that the fourth, distant fourth, is Crystal Skull. I, mean, I appreciate what they did there. It was different, you know. Right. But I, it was weird shifting the bad guys. I mean, Indy should not have to always be about Nazis. But let's face it, the it's pretty cool when he fights Nazis, right? Right. So I don't know. It's. You know, and some of the reviews I see that part of the talk is there's way too much CGI, and it's not just the de aging; it's also like all the sets. You mm. know, let's say back to uh, Clone Wars or something, or Attack of the Clones. Yeah, which I get if you're trying to make New York look like 1969 New York, it'd be very expensive to do that with practical sets. Right. Right. I think people have you know this is where I get um, critics bug me. It's like. Um. Well, he, he doesn't look like he did really back in the past. Really? No shit. 
So why don't you just like, of course it's CGI. Like what, like, I just don't like that. It's, it's the whole, like, like I said about the Tarkin thing and in um, Rogue One, it's like, who looks fake? Well, yeah, because you know, he's dead. Like you're bringing your own knowledge to it. We all know that Harrison Ford is, you know, 80 some years old, but if this movie opened up without you knowing that he's old and you put it like in front of a 12 year old, that didn't see any Indiana Joe's or 13 year old. Look at it. They wouldn't even think twice. The de-aging really, you know, I'll have to see it when I see it, but like, when they've done it in other films, like okay, maybe the X Men film it was a little bit. I don't mean, but I don't mean it's the point that a twelve year old is stupid. The point is the twelve year old's not looking for that; they're just watching it. Well, I think a twelve year old has more suspension of disbelief. That's what I'm saying. Like these are adventure movies. Like it's it's. I just don't like you know. It's it's a funny thing when you when you cr- critique something on that that manner. To me, it's like, well, yeah, we know it's fake. You know what? Superman can't fly. The Hulk doesn't exist. Like, you know, stop, I guess. Right. I get it. It's, there's a fine line. Like, I, for the most part, enjoy the Fast and Furious movies. Um, But I also know that driving a Lamborghini from one skyscraper into another one is almost nearly, it's nearly impossible it's unbelievable. It's fake. But that series of movie, I take the whole movies. Like, I know what I'm getting into. I know I'm yeah. going into a stupid popcorn movie. Right. So I laugh at it. I enjoy it. I admit I go into Indiana Jones with a different mindset. I don't expect stupid. I'm not saying this movie is, but I, I am going in. I think part of me is going to be going in looking for a classic Indiana Jones tale. Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. Uh, speaking of fast, uh, do you see? Have you seen Fast Ten or Fast X or whatever they're calling it? I have not yet. Okay. I have to admit, nine was so bad. I'm hesitant to see ten. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what it's getting. I haven't even looked into it. Um, it's doing all right. They're making money. They're making way more money overseas. People overseas like to watch cars. Yes. <laughs> we like him here too, but let, let's, let's face it: this series is making his bread and butter on overseas, right? Well, I mean, I don't know what's good. I don't know what it's supposed to make, um, but it's—I I got box office mojo up. Uh, last weekend, it pulled in sixty-seven million. It pulled in three point six million today. It's the number one movie still. So next week. Until what's next week? Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. Well, I I didn't put this on the news, but apparently that is getting buzzed that it's actually better than the first one. Oh good. Which I don't know how because I I think you can go back and listen to our podcast episode. I think we brought in our friend Michael Dunn on that one. Yeah. And we all agreed it's one of the better Spider Man films. So. If they're going to top that, get out of here. Wow. Let's see. I don't know if that's so fast. 10, if I look at the, they're saying it's already made 352 million worldwide. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, it sounds good. Yeah. It's only it been out. Like a hit, but how much it's only it? been out six days. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's a hit. They're going to keep making them. 
right? Well, the, the well, eleven's supposed to be the end, right? Well, at least of the Dom Toretto family. Well, that's the thing. He, he had said eleven was the last one, but then he also said, "This is Fast Ten Part One." So uh, we're going to do a Fast Ten Part Two, and then eleven, or is the next one eleven? And now he's talking about. This is the final trilogy. So what, are they actually going to do 11 and 12 now? Like, no one knows when this is going to end. And apparently Vin Diesel is now also trying to take... He's 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 doing the... Uh, what is it? The Rock. The Dwayne Johnson, where he's trying to steer the ship for the whole series. Uh, well, he lost The Rock. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in it anymore. Well, I won't say anything. Okay. Um, but apparently he's also working now... On the spinoffs. Oh, okay. That means so. I don't even know if he can. I know he's one of the producers on the film now, but does he fully control its future? Anyhow, we've gotten way off the beaten path here. No, it's okay. So, I haven't seen ten yet. I probably will, but well, actually, I say I probably will. But next, not this weekend. It's Memorial Weekend. Spending time with the family. But I'm really hyped now for the new Spider-Man. We'll talk about that more next week. Right. I, I'm wanting to see that in the theater now. And then what comes out the next week? The Flash. So when am I going to have time to see Fast X now? It's Memorial Weekend. There's three extra days. <laughs> Pick one. It, yeah, but it's also going to be really nice in Michigan. And I don't want to uh, sit in the theater. Ironically, we're getting some rain down here. So. Well, but we've I'm not going to throw any shade here because you're not going to get any snow. No, and we've had sun for 15 straight days. (laughs) Shut up, Joe. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, you know, we'll jump into our geek this week. Mine is pretty easy. I'll go quickly. Nothing. I've been moving. (laughs) (laughs) I I made sure I got my switch over here uh, charging. Um, I I wouldn't mind getting in the new Zelda, but I'll wait for a while because I have to finish the first Zelda and that thing's not going to go on sale ever anyway. So it's no, yeah. I heard that the new Zelda is super immersive and that. Yeah. My kids love it. They're like hundreds, hundred hours of gameplay or some shit. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out if I can hook up my Xbox to this um, computer monitor that I have. Well, I can through HDMI. I know that, but I don't know where I'm going to get sound from. Um, Cause I don't think this app monitor has sound as far as I know. Um, Anyways, because it wouldn't mind, I get, I, it'd be great because I'd have a room to actually play in, uh, in the closet here to play. But I have, I would like to get the Star uh, Jedi, uh, the latest Jedi. What is that one called? No. Jedi Survivor. Yeah. You know, I know the way those EA games work, that within less than a year or so of them coming out, it drops to either 20 bucks or yep. goes to free. I'm going to do that because I haven't finished the first one anyways. <laughs> I played the first one. I think I got through the, I'm not even further through the first level. I love it. I got it's over fun. halfway through, but I mean, it's, now it's been so long that I don't even remember the controls. Oh yeah, there is that. It's like, I was really, once I got the controls, got my pause, I was doing great. And now I'm like, I don't, well, how do I do this again? <laughs> you know? So anyways, that's so no geek this week for me. Well, I've had too much geek stuff. Let me tell you. Uh, let's see. It, since we last spoke, Joe, I read the entire book Armor by John Stakely. Uh, a friend of mine had suggested it years ago. It was sitting on my to-read list. Mm-hmm. I think I bought it uh, last summer, last fall. 
at a used bookstore. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm meaning to read this. And I finally finished a Bourdain book. And I was like, you know what? Time to read this. Read it. It was all right. It wasn't. Some people love it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was bad. I gave it a solid four out of five. And then immediately launched into Mickey 7, which is a book about a guy who is an expendable, which means he's on a, he's with a crew that's establishing a new colony and everyone has like their expertise except him. He is literally the grunt labor, but because of that, he is an expendable, which means if he dies, they have his, um, they basically clone him and give him his memories again. Huh? So because they're a colony and sometimes there's some dangerous shit that needs to be done, they don't want to risk the people that are smart, like the botanists and, uh, <laughs> you know, all the scientists and stuff on board or any of the security guards. But we've got this one guy who we can send in any situation. And if he dies, no problem. We just make another one. Huh, okay, cool. That's kind of like so, that moon movie. It is very similar. In fact, the whole gist of the first book, Mickey 7, is that um, I'm not ruining anything. This is what's on the dust jacket. So if you read the dust jacket, you'll know. But basically, something happens. He's believed he's dead. So they grow Mickey 8. And they're not supposed to have multiples because that's a big no-no. And then Mickey 7 doesn't die, gets back to the base, and he bumps into 8. And they're like, oh, shit, what do we do? Uh-oh. That's the whole story. You cross the streams. Exactly. Let me put it this way. It's it's not the best sci-fi I read, but it was very entertaining. It's a short read. Well, I should say it's a quick read. It's not super dense. I got it on Thursday from the library. By Sunday afternoon, I was done, and I've already got the sequel, Antimatter Blues, which I'm reading right now. All right. And last but not least, uh, we rewatched Nobody because we had suggested it to our daughter. She has become a big fan of the John Wick films. She basically likes any of those movies where one person kicks everyone's ass. Yeah. We suggested Nobody. And it's she's a fun like, one. You guys want to watch it? So we all sat down as a family and watched The Iron Night. That was fun. I haven't seen John Wick 4 yet. Um, but I did, well, I did catch up with, uh, I'm all caught up with um, Succession, so. Oh, we finished the first season the other night. Oh, well, I'm, I think one left of the yeah, whole series. One more, yeah, so we got two more full seasons to watch before we watch the fourth, so. Just a, a little bit of a spoiler for you. Mm-hmm. No one ever becomes a good person. <laughs> you know, you didn't have, that's not a spoiler. You know, I know. I realized that probably by the second episode, I said, every single person here is terrible. Yeah, 100% and there's terrible. no way they are, any of them are redeeming themselves. No. Um, all right. Well, let's move on because we've got a lot to talk about still. Um, first of all, I want to thank all of our Patreon men- members for being very, very patient with us of uh, with all the moves and things happening. Missing some episodes or at least some weeks. But uh, thank you all for helping out the show. And if you would like to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast. And uh, I don't know. See what you can do. So we've got two movies to talk about. Let's let's go in order that they came out with Michael. Okay. You were you weren't expecting it, but uh, even though the latest one I watched was Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium. Now, I, I think the thing for me for this movie is it didn't do well, or people didn't like it, and that's why my expectations were lowered. So I actually enjoyed the movie. 
<laughs> overall it's like all right i didn't think it was that bad it was fun it's got some parts now i will say this the glaring error of the film is no Luis. i i do miss that yes that i just feel that that's part of ant-man well having him do it with telling his story yeah is in the first and second it is missing that and i the only thing is with this particular story that doesn't fit Maybe you got to write it. I mean, we don't know. Right. So, um, I mean, <clears throat> look, it, it was a goofy movie. Um, and it jumps right into it fairly quickly. There's some things you've got to like, um, suspend disbelief in terms of writing, like, boy, his daughter's super smart. And like, you know, where did that come from? Um, if it was a daughter of the Pims, I get it or a granddaughter, but like, we didn't know she was going to be that. Or I don't know. Um, so not that she can't be. It just seems very convenient that uh, she might be that, you know, the young kids. If you look through what, what Marvel's been doing, there's at least a lot of young people that are becoming some kind of hand-me-down superhero um, of, of their parents, of whatever they were. Well, the Pims are basically like, uh, you know, in effect – grandparents to her yeah that helps and she worked with hank yeah that's true so fair that's that's a fair statement um but i thought the movie was fun there's a bit of star wars stuff in there there's a bit of world building you know the characters that are in the quantum realm were fun i love that drink the ooze (laughs) that was great (laughs) um i thought it was a good movie like i I don't I, i guess it's just a little bit out there for people that maybe that's why it didn't do so well um, it was a big movie for Ant-Man, for a small character, which that's the point, I guess. You know what? I, I I came into this expecting you to shit on it. So I'm a little I'm a little off base, a little off center here, Joe, because uh, you didn't go the way I thought you were going to go. <laughs> because, I mean, I here's the thing. There are people, I'm sure that the, you know, Marvel fatigue has set in for some people. I get that phase four and five are not as focused as. Uh, 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 we could talk after we get through the two of them, we'll get into the phasing part of it because they fucked all that up. I don't they did. They did. Phase four and five so far are not nearly as focused as one, two, and three. That's a whole other topic. Right. But, and I know you didn't like it. I know other people didn't like it. I liked the Thor movie. I won't go beat that dead horse anymore. But I saw Ant-Man opening weekend and I really enjoyed it too. Is it, is now, it the best one? I don't know if I would enjoy it. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it opening weekend. That's the thing, you know, like I saw it after all, everybody kind of really crapped on it. So I'm like, I went in there expecting like really crappy movie. I'm like, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Now I had high expectations. If I saw it at the movie theater and spent my twenty dollars or whatever and, and and sat around it, I, I kind of wish I did see it in a theater because I only saw it on my TV. And it seems like the scope of it was very interesting. And you know, being in that quantum realm, like you talk about a CGI movie. Yes, the whole thing CGI. It's right. It's a much bigger film for Ant Man than either of the first two. But I was okay with that. Yeah, it it seemed to make sense. It seemed like that was. After the fact that Ant-Man was trapped in the quantum realm for five years because of, you know, what happened at, you know, 
uh, because of the, the, what the, the blip they call it. Yep. You know, and then he shows up in, um, end game, all of that. I mean, it all makes sense, right? At least I feel it does that this was the kind of the next logical step of what they can do. I, I don't want to see necessarily another movie with him, uh, riding flying ants and leading them into attack against yellow jacket again. And also can we give props to yellow jacket being awesome as Modoc? As Modoc, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. They had the Hulu show, which, okay. was tongue in cheek, but the character of Modoc is fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's something that only, I mean, Probably worked in the comics in the 60s and 70s. I don't see how it works in the comics now. And to successfully transfer that to uh, modern cinema and actually explain it that, you know, because he could shrink and enlarge, that's why he was all disproportionate. It works. It yeah, works yeah. way more than it should have. But he's dead. Yeah, but he <laughs> he, he had a redemption arc. He did. Don't be a dick. <laughs> but that was perfect. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I love too that I didn't see it coming. No, no, not when he flipped till you flipped up his helmet. You're like, what? Yeah, I knew there was a reveal. I wasn't sure what the reveal was going to be. I thought it was going to be Pat Oswald again, but I, I did find out it wasn't like, prior to watching. So I fully admit the first Ant Man movie, I enjoyed it. It was a good palate cleanser after what? The Avengers, I think, when it came out. Right. Um, it was fine. It kept the MC moving along, but with much lower stakes. But it committed the same sin that so many comic book movies do, even like Iron Man and Iron Man 2. There's countless other movies where it's, here's the origin story for a hero, and then he fights a villain that's basically the mirror version or evil version of that same exact technology. Exactly. So let's be clear here. I enjoyed the first movie. I know it's not great. Okay. I didn't expect this movie to be great. But again, there were surprises like this with Modoc where I was like, that is brilliant. And let's face it, um, we're not going to talk about you know, what's going on, you know, in real life with the kid, with the actor, but Kang was great. Fucking great. Right. Yeah. I mean, so what I just read the other day was, um, well, after watching the movie, I did some follow up, uh, that, that Kang wasn't necessarily going to be the big bad until they did this and Loki and that he tested so well and people loved it, that they actually started writing towards that for Avengers, uh, Kang dynasty or whatever it's going to be called. Um, so they could write themselves out of it, um, if he proves to be guilty or whatever. Well, if that's the case, I mean, that's what should happen. Let's, let's go with that. If, if he's proven guilty, yes, get him out of there. But the wonderful thing about him being multi-universal, as we saw at, in, you know, the post-credit scenes, they don't, he doesn't have to look exactly like himself. Right. right. There's how many, uh, there's a whole stadium full with different, but it was his voice, but you can. That's fine. But look at, look at, you know, even in the first Loki season. Right. Loki and his, you know, well, basically the woman he falls in love with is him. Right. But an alternate version. And she is drastically different. So. Right. 
they've already at least established that with the MCU. So if they have to recast, do they recast it? You know, um, what's his name? Iron Patriot. Rhodey. So, yeah, I'm here. Deal with it. That was a line. Right. Yeah. That was fine, but okay. Admittedly, Rhodey was a co-character, like a backup character. Yeah. That they easily replaced. Now, Kang is the huge big bad of this whole next season. Not season. Phase uh, six. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. So, recasting him would be a big deal. But, again, they've already established how alternates work. It could be easily done. It's not something I'm really overly concerned about. Right. Um. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was great. They were all good. I, I, I really like that. So if you take the movie from the, the first movie to the third one, there are some really good arcs, you know, like you said, with, with uh, Modoc, Modoc and a little revenge from the daughter, um, Cassie, uh, punching him. You know what I mean? Like beating him after she, after she watched the fight in her bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, I think that I, I liked all the new character, the goofy characters from the the, the world. Those were cool. It, it felt almost James Gunny in in a way, not quite, it did. but it, it had did. a little bit of that. Um, and uh, I like how he stopped in the middle of the street after he was telling the epilogue. Um, like, well, he's gone, right? Right? Oh, did I just screw up? Like, like what's gonna? <laughs> he's dead, right? <laughs> or whatever. Um. But we know he's not. We know King's coming. coming not back. even close. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little, towards the end, it was a little too easy. Like, I almost thought they were going to end with Scott either dead or in the, stuck in that part of the world again. Until, and then he was. But then it was very easily how she got him back. Like, within, it was really strange. Like, I thought that was a little easy. It was. I, I 100% believed, and we talked about this in previous podcasts. I thought 100% Scott was going to die in this movie. He was done. Yep. Yeah. As we get into Guardians, that seems to be a trend. Yeah, I thought... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that too, next, yeah. I've been expecting a lot more death. Not that I want it, but I expect it, and I'm surprised. Again, you're right. His rescue at the end, you're like, oh, shit, well, he's trapped there, and then... Boop. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, it was really quick. Super quick. Like not even long for you, enough for you to go, well, fuck, what are they going to do? Is like, exactly. Well, uh, oh, he's back out. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yep. 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 A bit too easy. Yeah. A bit too easy. Well, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Joe. I, like you said, I, I know I briefly covered it on a podcast earlier when I had seen it, you know, I've liked all the Marvel movies I've seen. Uh, some less than others. I fully admit, um, like Thor Dark World is still probably probably the worst of the Marvel films. I'm trying to think of one that is. That is. But even that, there are things about it I enjoyed. I'll tell you one thing. The preview of, once we get into Guardians, with a preview for Marvels that's coming out, the Marvels. You're not feeling it? It looks like shit. It looks like a made-for-TV movie. It looks fucking terrible. Uh-oh. In my opinion. Did you see the preview? I think it looks fine. No, dude. That looks horrible. It looks absolutely atrocious. It could be great, though. I mean, it's it could be just a bad preview cut together. I'm not saying the movie's going to be bad. I'm saying oh, yeah. based, based on that preview, it looks 
it did not put it this way. It did not do the job of like, oh, I can't wait till that comes out. I'm like, well, that can probably wait till Disney streaming. <laughs> I I didn't have a problem with the, the preview, but I do hear what you're saying. I mean, let's throw back to when Godzilla, the Roland Emmerich version of Godzilla came out, what, 20 some odd years ago? The previews all looked amazing, but we found out right away that movie was complete shit. So yeah, previews don't make anything good or bad. I'm just telling you how I it does it exactly. get me to, does it get me to want to see the movie? Nope, that well, preview didn't do it. Like we just talked earlier, that yeah. trailer for the creator looks fucking awesome. It makes yeah, me want to go see that movie. Makes me want to see the movie. Even the, I, the flash trailer makes me want to see the movie. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, for me, does the Marvels trailer interest me? Yeah, I'll, I'm probably going to see that movie right away. But you're right. I did not have the same reaction. I didn't watch that trailer and react the way that I did to the creator trailer, the way I did to the, fly, the final Flash trailer. I did right. not get that goosed. Right. I'm right there with you. Yeah, it just didn't didn't look good. Doesn't look good. Um, all right, well, let's move on to, you know, at the end of the day, Ant-Man and Wasp was was a fun movie. It, it didn't do that well in the box office, which which kind of sucks. Um, but let's go now. Spoiler alert again if anybody hasn't seen it since this is still in the movie theater and not on streaming. Uh, streaming, I think you get a twenty-four hour. You can say something with after twenty-four hours because um, that's just a TV show. Yeah, you, you watch it; it's out there. But for film, like you don't know when people can get there. Um, so spoiler alert for guardians of the galaxy three, um, James Gunn, uh, well, I, I gave my opinion quickly on Ant-Man. So why don't you, 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 since you've seen it, it's been longer since you've seen it. Well, uh, my quick opinion, this is the best of the guardian movies in my opinion. It, it's really hard for me for one in three, um, you know, I, I always like origin ones because without that one, you don't get to this one, uh, which that, that, uh, so, so to me, I, you know, I really love the first one because it got me to this one. So it's, it's my star Wars new hope theory. I get some would be better, but if you didn't do the first one, right, you can't get to this point. You, there's no empire strikes back if star Wars flopped. Um, so, uh, at the end of the day though, this was a really good movie. This was really fun. I'm glad you liked it because, I again, I knew you liked it already because we had talked already, yeah. um, previously. But we also know your thoughts on the Suicide Squad. It, it didn't yeah. hit me like that though. Like, like Suicide Squad did not get me. And maybe I need to watch it again. But when I watched it, it, just didn't pull me in like these characters do. And listen, how can you not when you start the film with a little raccoon looking at you? Not not be sucked in right away. Like, and all I see is my dog Olive now. My wife and I can't look at her any different. We look at her different. She looks kind of like Rocket from her face from the front, <laughs> and she'll give you that look. We're like, God damn it! Um, so, like from that moment on, how can you not care? Oh, I I agree with you one hundred percent. In fact, I know this was called Guardians of the Galaxy three, but this really could have been called Rocket Raccoon's Origin. 100%, but it's actually the true, well, I don't know if it's the true, but from what I understand in the comics, he was always the leader of the Guardians, right? He was. So it's kind of like what we all saw was the prelude to the true Guardians of the Galaxy's comics, because it wasn't Peter Quill. Right. And in fact, even in this movie, 
Um, let's face it. The first movie, it was all about Chris Pat, Pratt and Peter Quill. Yeah. You know, Star-Lord. Yes, he had his co-stars that everyone loved. Um, the second movie, more focused on him because it was about Ego and how Ego was trying to, you know, have the perfect child. Right. And this one, yes, Pratt def, or Star-Lord definitely has a story arc. But it's not the main story arc. No. Coons is. Right. Rocket, whoever you want to call him. Yeah. So I I liked that shift, but it was still a nice send-off for the rest of the crew. Right. Was, go ahead. So, I mean, this is the movie everybody thought, like, somebody's going to die. 100%. Right? Like, you, I, since the movie started with Rocket getting hit by the whatever blast it was, blaster or whatever it was, um, I knew he wasn't going to be the one to die because he's the MacGuffin. They're trying to save him. So they're not going to fail. <laughs> they're not going to go through two and a half hours and fail. God, that would be a bummer, wouldn't it? Right. So which other character was it going to be? I thought for sure Drax because he said he wasn't going to play him anymore. And he was done. So I thought, well, that's a, that's probably an easy character to, to make you feel bad about. When I knew it wasn't going to be Gamora because they just brought her back. Right. So right. you're not going to... You're not going to twist that blade in Star-Lord twice. Right. And then when, when they were, so when you, if you pay attention to writing in the film, um, I think somewhere they mentioned his grandfather, like, wow, you didn't go back to see your grandfather all this time. You didn't go back to see him. He's like, no, I can't remember where it was. I'm sure it was an act one somewhere. I'm like, okay, so Peter Quill's not going to die because he's, they're going to end this with his grandfather. Otherwise you don't say that line. You know what you you bring up you bring up a great point because I think there's a there's an author Chekhov who basically says if you mention a gun in chapter one that gun better ha- something must happen with that gun in chapter two right, right. or three at the end or act somewhere in there right? right if you mention something it everything should have a purpose right? right so yes mentioning his grandfather it's obvious now seeing the movie that yes. Yeah, he I knew right from up. the right when he said it because he didn't go back to see your grandfather. I'm like, okay, he's gonna go back. I mean, that's that's why even say that? Exactly. So, so I knew he wasn't gonna die even when he was out there frozen in space. I'm like, he's not gonna die. <laughs> I thought, for, okay, see, I, you know, in hindsight, yes, it all makes sense, and you're 100 percent right. I actually thought they were gonna kill him off when he froze. I was like, yeah. oh, he's he's dead. He's dead. This is how. This is how uh, Yondu died in yeah. the last movie. That's his dad or his, you know, stepdad raised him. I'm like, holy, that's what they're doing. This, that's the through line. He's going to die right here. Psych. Nope. Yeah. Nah, I, I wasn't worried at all. So then it was really, is it going to be one of, is it going to be um, a Nebula, Mantis, or Drax? Or Groot. Yeah, I didn't think Groot. You know, here. So here's the thing. This is the cynic in me, and the and and it's it's the words of George Lucas. Um, he said he he said in an interview, and I don't know what can't remember where or when, but it's it's got to be 20 years ago. I heard this in an interview. He's like, um, well, I'm not going to kill off from C3PO, R2, or Chewbacca because I own the rights to those faces. <laughs> I can use them anywhere, <laughs> whenever I want. I'm like, so I'm like, they're not gonna kill a rocket or a Groot because they own those faces, and they, they don't have to kill them off. They can make merchandising off those people for forever in perpetuity because they own that that artwork, and not 
not the actor's face. I'm like, they're not gonna kill him. Either one of those. Oh, that, it's Disney, dude. They got right. they got shit to sell. Um, so. Right. They gotta play Mark Hamill for his face, but C3PO. No, Anthony Daniels. Nope. Nope. So yeah, that was my reasoning behind those two. So I thought it was gonna be either Mantis or Nebula or Drax. Well, Drax made sense because yeah, he went on in the first movie about how you know Thanos killed his family. His whole focus was killing Thanos. And with Thanos dead, you know, after you know, after uh, Endgame, he's with the group still. Where's his purpose? That's been his purpose for how many years? But, he's, not- but they found his purpose through this, which was great. Yes, hundred percent agree. Because you know, his purpose for for years, maybe decades, was I want to kill Thanos. And right. now that Thanos is dead. Why does he exist? To be a father. Right. Which really was his one true purpose from day one. It's just that his family was taken to, from him by Thanos. Right. So it's right. a nice it it's a nice loop. It fits. It makes sense. And that just goes to the writing of, of James Gunn. He goddamn he put his heart and soul into this film. You can tell. It's it's so well written. It's so well acted. It's so, I don't know. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I, I I hate to sound like this guy. I didn't love the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'll, I say it. I didn't. (laughs) I did. I know a lot of people did and I I don't shit on people for liking it. Um, I remember that summer very distinctly that Tom Cruise movie came out and I've probably mentioned this before. Um, Edge of Tomorrow came out. Yep. Uh, for me, those came out within weeks of each other. I preferred that movie. I liked Guardians, but so many people, like a lot of people that too weren't super into comic books, came to me like, oh my God, I love Guardians. I love Guardians. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I loved this film. Um, so let's cover a few things. Before we, I know we're running over over our normal time, but let's cover a few things that I want to make sure we we cover on the on the film. First of all, you said, and rightfully so, it's Rocket Story, um, it is. start to finish, and you you finally see that the the what he went through, the animal cruelty in this film. If it doesn't break you, I don't know what kind of person you are. I'm, I fully admit, James Gunn literally had me sobbing, and literally the next scene, the very next scene laughing yeah i mean it was it was when you um what was the otter's name uh oh um lila lila yeah that's lila when 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 she just said hurts oh my god when she got shot i mean then they all they're all dead around him all his friends christ what a huge fucking gut punch yeah and then you know, rocket getting to the evolutionary's face, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, dude, he, what he went through and you know, the, what it was just amazing, uh, interesting character, the evolutionary. I know it's different than from the comics, from what I understand. I didn't read any of those, but, um, you know, just a, a, a villain that you understand what he's trying to do. It's not right, but he's trying to make the perfect world, right? We're all trying to do it. That's what he wants. He wants peace in a perfect world, but it's doing it through a, completely nefarious ways. Um, uh, And let me throw this in there too. This movie really gives us a lot of insight into 
Rocket as a character because we find out, you know, this was his, basically his family. Right. It's torn from him. And then when it kind of makes you look at Endgame a little differently, he's lost a large chunk of his family again, and he's trying to get them back. You know, right. Working with, you know, the Avengers and fighting against Thanos at the end. I mean, the stakes are much higher. I kind of want to rewatch those movies just to kind of, I mean, I know Rocket's, you know, an ancillary character in those, but it really speaks to his character to see what he's gone through and why he is such a cranky bastard because every time he gets close to people, they die. Right. So it really rounds the character out. Um, So yeah, I mean, if you're, like I said, it's purely, if you're um, an animal lover, it's a tough film to watch. Um, the only, the, the, what I didn't like necessarily that was a little too James Gunny thing was that when they went to that planet, that was basically like skin and people bouncing around, you know, with Nathan Fillion is <laughs> a little too out there for me, but it was fine. It's fun. It's, it could be anything. It just, it was just a little too out there for me. Like the outfits and stuff was like, eh, I don't know, but whatever. That's so minuscule in the way things are. Um, there was some really good, you know, that was one of the best, uh, Chris Pratt moments was on that planet and we're talking to that girl to, to persuade her. And he, he was, I had her, she was mine. And then he was right, you know, with, instead of beating her up with when he's talking to uh, Gamora. Yeah. That was good. Um, So yeah, it was fun. I, I, and then one of the other things that I want to make, Oh, um, Oh, you know who the voice of Lila was? Yeah. Um, Hawkeye's wife. Yeah. <laughs> He saw that. Um, and uh, now, listen, James Gunn put his wife in the movie. Come on, dude. It was a small role, though. Yeah, but I, come on. Stop. It's a small role. <laughs> um, it's a well, very yeah. small role. But she's supposed, okay. to, she's supposed to be with um, Punisher. That's DC. Um, what, what, what else did I want to copy? Oh, so, well, I mean, what are your thoughts on the evolutionary? Oh, it's, I liked him. It's a great character. It's yet another, um, it's another big bad that wants to be God. And this one, I think takes it to another level. I mean, they all have their ways of doing it. Thanos, you know, his whole thing was he's in his mind, he's trying to save the universe. It's a fucked up psychotic way to do it, but it's all about resources. You kill half the people, you have plenty of resources. This guy, it's it's much more egocentric, right? He believes, you know, he is the high evolutionary, even his name, come on. But he believes he can get to perfection. But they establish throughout the whole movie, he's not perfect. Uh, Rocket's able to figure out shit that he's not able to. And, you know, and then he has to, he keeps destroying his creations and, you know, what, what are successful creations? You see like the, the pig cyborg and all this stuff. I mean, that does not look like perfection in any way, shape or form. Right, right, right. So. But there's uh, a lot of like, I don't know if you've ever read the book or the really bad movie of the Island of Dr. Moreau. I mean, that's, that's what he was creating in a way. Yes. When they were doing hybrids of human and animals, I think was in the Dr. Moreau. So it's clearly a, a homage to that. Like, I would think he would say that. Oh, I agree. Um, one thing too, uh, 
I'm trying to make sure I put everything down that I wanted to, to cover on this. Um, with Groot, where we get to understand him at the end, which I read later that it's now because we're, he still says, I am Groot, but now we're part of the family and that's why we understand him. I 100%, I think that's a great touch because. I, I didn't come up with that. I read that. I don't know if James no, Gunn said it or, or something. I read it too, and it makes it makes all the sense. Whoever Whoever first came up with that idea. I agree 100% because when he says, I love you guys, I'm like, yeah. no, but none of them reacted. So that makes me go, wait a sec. Did he actually say that? No. He said, I am Groot, like he always says. Right. And we've got a lot of other characters in there. So you've got um, Cosmo. She was awesome. And you got Craglin. Um, so, the, you know, these are the, the arguably there. There's more powerful. The Guardians are more powerful now at the end. The new group have much more powers than than the the first one. You know, as much as they kind of hyped Adam Warlock. I was just going to get, I I wanted to get into him, yeah. Yeah, they kind of hyped him in the second movie, right? You know, they ended with the cocoon and Adam Warlock's coming. Right. He was also, wasn't he in Eternals too? Uh, He was not in Eternals. Oh, it was What's-His-Face that played, it was a different, it was playing Thanos' son. I forgot Harry Styles, or whatever the fuck is Thanos's brother, brother Star Fox. Yeah. Anyways, um, I mean, they explained it well that they had to, you know, take him out of the cocoon soon or too early, so he's not fully mature, right? And that fits, but it it's nothing like the Adam Warlock in the actual comics. I I, I thought, check me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Adam Warlock the son of um, uh? I, I thought, or is that just Warlock? That is, 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 uh, Scarlet Witch. What, what's her kid's name? Oh, I think he goes by Warlock. Yeah. Or no, he goes by, uh, Wiccan. Oh, okay. That's where I was confused. I thought he was Warlock. Yeah. He's Wiccan. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about Adam Warlock. I'm mean, clearly he's almost like a Superman or a golden Superman in a way. Um, I mean, he, yeah, he saved Peter Quill at the end, so that's his little his little arc. But um, yeah, this, but I mean, now that he's in a he's a guardian, like the guardians are pretty powerful. Nebula, no, not Nebula. Um, you got R- Rocket, Craglin, who figured out how to use the the arrow, which we knew that was going to happen. Of course. Um, Cosmo, and then the girl. We don't know what the girl is. We don't know her powers that they saved at the end when they were rescuing the kids. That she's part of the guardians at the end. Oh yeah, we don't know anything about her, or is that? Oh I wait, were, I thought they were talking. Wait, no, I I was on the wiki page. What it was? Uh, Phyla. Phyla Vell is a character appearing in American comics created by David as Captain Marvel Volume Five, the daughter of superhero Marvel. Okay, that makes sense. Um, one of the rescued children. So that's a pretty strong. You got Rocket, Groot, Cosmo, Craglin, Adam Warlock, Phyla. I mean, that's, those are pretty powerful. They're born, you know what I mean? Right. Physically. I'm sure we'll see him again in one of the Avengers films. And we already know, based on the stinger at the end of this film. Peter Quill, Star-Lord will return. The, what was it, the amazing star What the hell was it? Sensational Star-Lord. Star-Lord, like yeah. And it was kind of fun to finally see him with his grandfather eating cereal like a regular. And if for those of you that watched the Christmas special, there is a reference to Kevin Bacon on the newspaper. Too. There is, yeah, <laughs> there is. It was good. 
Um, so overall, I mean, a really good movie. Um, you had Stallone in there, the Ravagers. Uh, now, dumb me didn't know that that thing that they lived on was an actual ship, the skull thing. I didn't know the set for the Christmas story, whatever that thing is. Yeah, it's the it's the skull of the uh, celestial. I, I didn't. I never picked up on that from earlier movies or whatever. I just didn't think about it or didn't understand that's it. That's where yeah. they went to in nowhere. And that's where the collector originally lives. Got it. Um, but then they clean it up and take over and that's their now base. Yeah. So I, I missed that, but uh good movie. Um, I, 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 when I see movies like this and I see suicide squad, I wonder how the fuck are you going to do Superman without you really fucking it up? That sounds really scares me. Well, okay. Here's the thing. So looking forward at Superman, uh, it's called what Superman legacy. I think so. Yeah. The thing that gives me hope, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of humor in Superman. No, not at all. The original Superman, a little bit campy, but there was still humor. I mean, the whole scene where Superman goes through the revolving door, I'm talking about the original Superman uh, he goes through the revolving door and becomes yeah. Superman and comes out. You know, there's a guy speaking jive to him and like, yeah, that's a bad outfit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think what James Gunn showed here, yes, he has a dark, maybe fucked up sense of humor at times, which is fine. I'm, per- I'm, I like that, but he also was very good at demonstrating heart in this film. I mean, God damn, did he pull at your heartstrings with, you know, uh, Rocket and his friends. Right. So that gives me hope because I think with Superman Legacy, he's going to write it. It's, it's, we don't know who Superman is yet. We know he's going to be younger than Cavill. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to be a fairly young Superman, 20s maybe, which tells me that the Kents are going to be heavily involved. It's going to be a movie about family, thus Superman legacy. Right. Maybe. Again, we don't know anything about it. I haven't read the script. This is pure supposition. So the Guardians at their core are chosen family. And with this film, with all three films, he's shown the importance of family, and especially in this movie, heart. Those are things that I'm hoping translate very well to Superman legacy. Yeah, it could be. It could. It could. Um, and just a little fun fact: as I was scouring the Wikipedia page, they they actually mentioned Doctor Moreau. I didn't know that. It's way down here. Um, in this, written by H.G. Wells in eighteen ninety six. Crazy. That's nuts. That's how science fiction has always existed. Well, at least thinking about the future has always existed in in humankind. I guess. Um. All right. Well, I think that'll be. It's a good place to stop uh, our Guardians review. I think it's a very good movie. I, I don't know how it relates to the rest of the Marvel universe. There's a fucking celestial in our ocean that still nobody's talking about over the last 10 years or whatever. <laughs> um, so they fucked up the whole phase because they have no idea where they're at, what they're doing. Um, oh, we did miss the. I did miss on Ant-Man uh, the Loki thing at the end of that trailer or at the end of the, of the movie. Did you stay through the credits, see the Loki thing? Yeah, remind me what it was now. It's been so long. It was just um, Loki sees is like there. He's in some old time Victorian era. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yes. and and Kang's on stage talking about something. They didn't so much. I mean, lots of times we've seen 
that these scenes are, you know, hinting to things. That just looks like a scene we're going to actually see in the we are. In we, we will, right. There's so, a plug, plug for the show. It's, yeah, it's more of a plug than a little, what's this? Yeah, exactly. So um, why don't you let people know what they can, how they can tell us or ask us about uh, the state of Marvel and all that good stuff that we just talked about. Yeah, you can drop us a line either at Twitter or Instagram at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group. And as always, KyberCast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out Patreon.com slash KyberCast. But if you really want to help out the show, smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends about the show. Let them know that we're at any, pretty much any podcatcher that is out there. Um, or check out kybercast.com where all of our shows are streaming um, and maybe pick up some swag if you want. Uh, We've got a little store on there. So uh, for me, I'm good this week. Michael, anything we missed? I think we got it, Joe. Great. So until next week, we should be back on time. We'll figure out the topics when we see them. Maybe it's a fast 10. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.